Welcome to this edition of the Million Dollar Mastermind Podcast. This is where we pick the brains of high achievers from all walks of life and get their hard-earned, real-world insights on winning. I'm your host, Larry Wydell. Eight was to do what? You know, when you were, your pitch to companies... When you're going to especially bigger companies, it's got to be a very simple pointed pitch to get through. CEOs run like gerbils on a treadmill and it's hard to get their attention on something. And so you got to be very pointed in what you've got to get, especially a quick yes. And so what was your pitch? So the pitch then was a lot easier than it is now, of course, because things, you know, everyone shifted to Amazon and e-commerce. But at the time, it was like Amazon's growing 40% year over year. All these other brands are dominating market share. You're losing market share to your competitors. What are you going to do about it? And essentially, from that point, they were, you know, it opens up the thought to them like, oh, like we got to start paying attention here. And it was an easy, easier pitch at the time. I mean, we were closing deals left and right because people were excited about Amazon, they had no idea how to do it. There weren't employees out there that had experience. It was literally, you had no other option than working through an agency. So the main pitch from us was, you need this as a company. Your company needs this to keep growing. And if you're not investing in this area, your company is going to fall behind. Yeah. And you know that's a big way that we got through a lot of deals over the line. Yeah. And so how has that progressed? How did it mushroom? There's got to be a lot of steps along the way to where, how long did it take? I think it was like, there was a, different time periods in here. But how long has your agency been going? We've been running the agency since uh, 2016. So it's eight years now. We're a little over uh, like eight years and two months now. And yeah, it's been uh, a complete progression over time. I think one of the areas that we focused on, and it's an area that I focused on a lot, was marketing and branding and authority for our company in the space. And that's, I believe that's important in any B2B service is that you need to have the authority to be able for other companies to be able to trust you. So we focused very early on producing a lot of SEO and blog content that people still find us from. We have some of the highest traffic to our website compared to any other competitor. We have a great source of inbound leads from that website. And all of those things helped us scale the business over time. And that's AMZ Advisors? Yes, that's AMZ Advisors. And that traffic to the website is because... It's because we started putting in the work early on blogs. I remember in the first four months of starting the company, I was producing two to three blogs a week, which was not easy. It was a lot of writing. And then as we started making money over time, I was able to start you know, outsourcing the work and hiring people and they were putting in the work and growing the website. So it was a learning experience from there. And from that point, it's evolved into other areas of, of establishing authority, some book writing, uh, a lot of webinars, a lot of podcasts like this, all of its ways for us to stand out and to get our name out there and for people to help to help people find our company. How is the division of responsibility and divided up amongst the three of you? So we kind of, yeah. This guy that wasn't pulling his weight, so we won't talk about that. Yeah, he was a, he was a casualty. But no, between myself and the, my two other partners, no, it's actually a really good partnership that we have. One partner is very focused. He was on a project management role before starting the company. So he handles a lot of our operational aspects, all of our special project implementation, so that's a really great asset to have. I have another partner who was coming from a sales background. He was a sales manager before we started this company. So he really handles a lot of the sales aspects. And I was kind of leveraging a lot of my experience 
in the consulting aspects and like the operational problem solving and the finance aspects for my job in real estate. So I kind of handle a lot of the other areas for the business. And as a team, we're able to work re- incredibly well together and get a lot of good results. I think that's one of the things that's also helped us grow a lot faster is that if any of us were trying to do this on our own, we would not be where we are today. And you know, the company that we wouldn't have, that we would have built would not have been able to grow as quickly. Talk about explain that and why are you really aware of that? I All think really aware of that. The way that I always look at it is that and I studied economics, so I don't know if this is part of where it comes from, but it's competitive advantage. I mean, each person has certain things that they're better at. And acknowledging what you're good at and what you're not good at allows you to find people that complement your weaknesses and allows you to be able to complement other people's weaknesses. So I think that's the fundamental aspects of it. We all know what each other's strengths are. We all know what each other's weaknesses are. We can be brutally honest. Being friends, it also helps because we can be brutally honest when we are running into a weakness or someone's exhibiting a weakness. And it helps us kind of keep on top of things. But really the division of responsibility to the people that are the best suited for doing those things was what gave us a lot of advantage in growing quickly. And it's kind of necessary no matter what company you're building. Like you can't do everything as the founder. You need to find the people to support you as the founder. And typically you want to find people that support your weaknesses the most when you just start going in the process of hiring. Yeah. And you have to have a certain humility to where you're aware of your weaknesses and you're not, it doesn't impact you because no, but you got to get a point of trying to prove to everybody that you can do everything. Because that's a formula for failure. And it's hard to be great at everything. And it's hard to be great at anything, much less add on other things. And so that's the whole idea of a team. And so what have you, one thing about making partnerships like this work is you it's like relationship. You kind of grow it. You've got to have the ability to compromise. You've got to have flexibility. And what have you learned? And has there been any real tough moments in the partnership and maintaining the partnership? Because it's easy to let these things blow up. The point that I want to make for people to think about, once you get things going, you get a team working, it'll always be a very small group at the center of your revolution. Revolutions are one with very few people at the core. But when you uh, blow up the core, that's tough. And sometimes you don't ever recover from it. And so finding those people you can make magic with is a very important thing, but it's not always automatic because all kinds of things happen. And maybe the nasty thing situation that came up is the nasty situation that's going to make you even better if you can go through it and hold together. And so have you had any real challenge moments in your partnership? I don't think I would say that there's been any challenging moments. I think, I mean, obviously there's challenges. I'm not saying there's nothing, but I think the thing that we all practice is like radical transparency and that we believe in saying exactly what we think is wrong. And, you know, we might be wrong. Like I say it from my perspective on the way that I see things, but someone else might say something different from their perspective. And unless we have these different communications and these different viewpoints, we can then reconcile to come to a solution on something versus moving further apart from ideas. So I think that's one of the keys in a good partnership is that if you can't be very transparent about the way you see things or the way that things aren't working for you or the way that you think should be working, then you're not going to make any progress on it. And you do run the risk of things like kind of blowing up or people going in different directions. I've heard that many times. Like I have a 
I have a good friend that runs a payments platform who uh, just walked away from his partner on the business. He was like, you know what? We have different goals here. I want to grow faster. You don't want to grow. And that's that is a, that comes down to, well, obviously different desires from each person on there. But if they clearly communicated those, they maybe could have found some solution before getting to that point where, you know what? I'm going to go off and start from zero again and build something for myself. So I think that's one of the things that's helped us a lot as a partnership in our partnership is keeping everything very open, saying what we feel, saying what we think, and that's helped us a lot. For those of you who are sick and tired of fooling around and are dead serious about wanting to move up fast, I've got something especially for you. I've combined the best insights from over 40 years in business and making $70 million in income and compressed them into a free webinar. That's right, it's a free resource. If you want to find out exactly what the concepts are that I use in coaching million-dollar earners, register now at YDLOnWinning.com. You'll discover the five-part framework used by so many to reach their financial, personal, and professional goals. You can find that link in this episode's show notes. Yeah, and I think that Go, you know, it ties right back into the first thing. One of the first two lessons you said you learned when you got out of school and started with Deloitte. It's like managing expectations, establishing expectations that can't be minimized and it, it never goes away. And a lot of times sorting through those things in our mind, because those things change over time with success. That's why success can be so dangerous because with failure, you're all in it together. But when you get success, People respond different ways. And a lot, not everybody's going to stay head down, continuing to maximize the momentum and appreciate how hard you had to work and how difficult it was to create momentum. And they're going to start want to party. This has been great pushing it this far, but now it's time to switch gears. You know, I remember one of the guys with one of our top guys showed up one Monday morning talking to our, uh, president. And he said, you know, I think this guy had about four kids. And he said, you know, I'm in a stage where the kids are doing, you know, there's got these ball games and school events. You know, I think the time has come. I'm just going to take, I'm still work, but I think I'm going to kick back just a little bit and go spend time, make sure I don't miss all those moments with the kids growing up and just smell the roses just a little bit. stuff like that. And the owner, or, or the not owner, but the president said, that's great. I think that's a smart decision for you at this stage of your life and get to know the family and build up some experiences there. And he said, but of course, you know, we're going to miss you. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you, you don't want people that are coasting. You don't want partners that are coasting. You want people around you that are going to continue to grind, continue to put in the same effort that you're putting in. Yeah. Because a lot of what you said is true. It's about momentum. And once you build momentum, you don't want to lose it. You want to keep building on momentum. Like every win you get is just a step building to something bigger. And whenever you take your foot off the brake and lose that momentum, especially as your organization grows, I mean, I have 50 employees now. If I take my foot off the brake, or sorry, if I take my foot off the gas, yeah. the momentum to get everyone back moving again is that much harder. So yeah, you got to have people that are committed to getting to the same point you want to. And that comes down to clearly communicating with your partners on what the end goal is, what you're trying to get to. And yeah, keeping things moving in that direction. Yeah. And I'd like to have a word with those listening who have momentum in their business. Just be aware 
It took you forever to get that momentum. But the thing is, you didn't know what it was going to take when you started. But now, and you probably have reached points along the way where I would have never done this if I'd known it would have been this much work. But now that you've done it and you have momentum, I want you to be dead, live in total fear of losing the momentum because if you lose it, the next time you want to re-crank it up and get going, now you're going to know how much work is in front of you. And all the people around you are going to know how much work it's going to take. And you got to overcome that in reestablishing. And so it's better not to lose it. Yeah, for sure. I think a saying is, or a saying that I've heard is that what got you to where you are today is not where it's going to take you in the next right. step. But if you stop doing what got you to where you are today, you're going to regress a lot more. So yeah, it is important to keep things going, to keep things that are working for you moving and then continue to grow strategically as an organization on how do we move forward together? How do we take advantage of this momentum? And you know, how do we keep pushing towards our goals? So yeah, uh, the, yeah it's always forward. <laughs> yeah, because we do live life on an incline. And as uh, soon as you take your foot off the accelerator, you're going to start rolling back and picking up steam going backwards. So better to just keep a little pressure on that accelerator and keep moving forward once you get that forward motion started. Now, let me ask you about your team. What in the world are you guys going to do now? <laughs> so the main thing we're trying to do right now, obviously, is continue to grow. I mean, we want to be one of the biggest agencies out there. As an organization, we're looking at a few different solutions. At one point, we're probably going to start looking at making some acquisitions of other companies in the space and other agencies that we can tag on to what we're doing. But we also have a big focus in Latin America. I think one of the things in our career was just taking advantage of situations. That's kind of how we got the company going. We just saw what was coming with Amazon e-commerce. We're seeing the same thing with Latin America now. We think Latin American e-commerce is exploding like crazy. And we have a huge focus there. We've actually created a sister company that's highly focused on doing distribution and marketing foreign brands that want to get into Latin America. Because all the Latin American countries... The three, three of the 10 fastest e-commerce company uh, growing countries in the world are in Latin America, Brazil, Mexico, and Colombia. Uh, sorry, Argentina. Uh, Colombia is just outside the top 10. You have a mobile-first community. Everyone in Latin America pretty much uses their phones for shopping, buying, everything in e-commerce. So, And logistics are continuing to improve. For example, in Mexico, logistics are almost at the same level as they are in the US. So... Yeah. There's a lot of interesting factors that are going on. Plus, you have a growing middle class in a lot of these countries. So there's a lot more demand. So we're really trying to ride the wave there. And we think we're going to have a lot of success with e-commerce in Latin America as well. Now, your advantage, i give you a chance to make a sales pitch. Your advantage, you said it's a much more complicated environment now. You can't just get on Amazon and do a few things. It's more complicated. So what do you guys bring to that environment? and how complicated it is and why should people just don't even try and do it yourself? Just give us a call. <laughs> so that's a nice uh, little intro to the sales pitch. No, I mean, Amazon is more and more shifting to a pay-to-play platform. And there are at least 100 plus different ad strategies that you can implement on Amazon. So if you need to pay the money to get the sales, you may as well have someone that already has the experience. I mean, we've worked with over 300 brands on the Amazon platform. We've sold over half a billion dollars on Amazon. We've had a lot of mistakes and a lot of learning lessons along the way that have really helped us speed up our learning curve, which is going to take you a much longer time to do on your own. At this point, we recently got our 
Amazon advanced partner status, which means we are in the top 5% of advertisers on Amazon. So if you're looking for someone that's experienced, that's going to get you the results you want on the platform, there's no better company than AMZ Advisors. Hey, well, uh, thanks so much. It's been a lot of fun, Mike. And I always let my guests have a final word. What's on your mind? What would you pass on to people that want to get their own thing started, want to get business for themselves, want to add some wow to their life and have some exhilaration and some excitement in their life? And to do that, they know they're going to have to probably get out on their own and start something. So or expand what they've already got going on. So what final word would you leave them with today? Look, I would say the most important things as entrepreneurs building any business is being disciplined and having consistency. You're not going to have a day every single day where you're making massive strides and massive improvements on growth. But if you're making consistent improvements every single day, if you're making consistent steps forward in the long term, your business is going to be very successful. So I think that's one of the things that is very discouraging especially now where everyone wants instant gratification, you're not going to get instant gratification. But if you consistently make the steps forward in the long run, you're going to see the benefits and the payoff from it. And have you had to make, or what are some of the adjustments you've made to yourself in coaching yourself into this kind of disciplined, consistent lifestyle? For myself, it all starts with personal habits. For me, I like being an athlete, I trained a lot for years. That creates a lot of discipline. And I got away from it for a while, especially as things started getting more stressful. Getting back into that, getting back into being on a steady diet, having a steady routine, all of those things help create a lot of the discipline that you need to then be able to exhibit that in, in the work field. So from a coaching standpoint, helping myself get everything personally on track positions me really well to keep things moving on the business side. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic talking with you and sharing with you today. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, AMC Advisors continue to explode, man. And, Larry, uh, I really appreciate that. It's been great talking with you as well. I really enjoyed it. Half a, you're at half a billion. And once you start putting those billions in there, it can turn into some pretty big numbers, you know? So, <laughs> what I want. So, we'll see what happens. One more double and you're at a billion, man. <laughs> So uh, look forward to talking to you down the road. Wish you the best. Thank you very much, Larry. Later, bye. Thanks for listening to the Million Dollar Mastermind. If you felt there were any valuable takeaways from this episode, please take a minute and leave us a five-star review. Your feedback is important and really helps us get the word out to a wider audience. Remember, we have a valuable webinar that is absolutely free. Register for it right now at whitealanwinning.com. Thanks for listening.